Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yes! Brand new banging I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast is here. It is me, Michael Rapport, Mr. Go Fuck Yourself. Breaking rules with solid stools. Oh, yes, that's my motto for the rest of 2021. Breaking rules with solid stools. On today's brand new banging I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, we remember the greatness, the disappearing acts of Michael K. Williams, who unfortunately passed away, uh, preparing also for... 20 years of 9-11 and why I could really give two shits about what Kanye West puts out, whether it's on the record, not on the record, with no disrespect to the great Andre 3000. All that and more in a museum quality I Am Rapport Stereo podcast coming up next. Yes, we are here breaking rules with solid stools, and I hope you are too. Miles Jordan, a.k.a. The Bleach Brothers, start this puppy off with something real nice, yes? Something real proper, okay? But most importantly, start this puppy off with something really loud and really funky. This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Let's fucking go. Yes! Brand new bang in I Am Rappaport 
Stereo Podcast is here. Higgy, have no fear. The Gringo Mandingo is in Tsukasa. See, I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, the world's most disruptive podcast, the world's only podcast that prides itself on no fact-checking. And my name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Mandingo, a.k.a. the Disruptive Warrior, a.k.a. Mr. Go Fuck Yourself, a.k.a. Mr. New York. And this I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is coming live from the gloom tomb of New York City. Hope everybody's good. I hope everybody's safe. I hope everybody is sane. I hope everybody had a great Labor Day weekend. The summer is technically still going on, but officially has come to an end, especially if you have kids, because now your kids are back in school, so you're back to schlepping them to school, schlepping them from school, and acting like you can help them with their homework. It's one of the one of the best things about your kids growing up is you don't have to act like you can help them with their homework anymore. That was a that was a really, really, really frustrating part of having young kids. My kids are 19 and 21. I don't give a fuck about their homework anymore. College classes, not my problem. Figure it out. Google it. I don't care. Cliff notes. Whatever the fuck you got to do. Cheat. I, listen, I don't care. It's not my business. I did it. There's so many ways to cheat now. Tests. I'm not encouraging this. Oh, you're telling I'm not telling my kids to cheat. I'm just saying don't come to me. For basic math, new math, they had this new math. Kids tried to teach the parents how to teach their kids how to do new math. I didn't know how to do old math. Fuck am I going to do with new math? Literally don't know how to divide, multiply, or any of that shit now. Who needs to? Who needs proper English when you got spell checking? Every single app you could hope for on your phone, every single app you could hope for on your computer. You ever written something on your computer? Does everything for you. It could literally start writing for you. Uh, What's that, that famous app? Microsoft Word. I don't know how I got on that. Didn't think I was going to get on that. Anyway, I hope, oh yeah, because it's, Post-Labor Day, the end of the summer, technically, technically, uh, it's the end of the summer. Not literally. I know uh, the summer still goes on. Anyway, I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast is back. Like I said, I hope everybody's feeling good, uh, feeling safe, sane, mentally sane. I'll be honest, I had a rough day yesterday because I have been watching these 9-11 documentaries, a few of them. I started watching them when me and the shooter, the young shooter, who uh, apparently has some great stories to share with us later on in the week. But we started watching these 9-11 documentaries while we were in Minnesota. Then uh, two or three days ago, I started watching this five-part 9-11 documentary 
on Netflix. And then I started watching this other one on Hulu. And I had to stop. And then I, I heard about the passing of the actor Michael K. Williams. And I just was like, I had to stop. I, I turned on Comedians in Cars with Jerry Seinfeld. We watched that. And we watched Bachelor in Paradise. And I had to come down. I watched Sebastian Maniscolo. Probably not saying his name correctly, but I love that fucking guy. He cracks me up, that comedian. And then I felt a lot better, but didn't sleep well. Did not sleep well. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about the 9-11 documentary first. Um, this five-part documentary on Netflix called Turning Point 9-11 and the War on Terror. Man, Jesus, man. Y you know, every time you watch that footage, every time you watch these through lines, timelines of that day, 20 years ago, almost 20 years ago now, you just can't fucking believe that it happened and the simplicity that these people were able to do it. And you hear the stories from the survivors, you hear the stories from the families of people who didn't make it, the firemen, the regular people, the police officers. I always think, like, that day, uh, the police officers were not bad, right? That day, everybody loved the police officers because the police officers were running to the World Trade Centers along with all the other EMTs and the paramedics and the heroes. That's what they were doing that day. Not to say that some police officers aren't pieces of shit, but like I've said many times, there's pieces of shit in my business. There's pieces of shit in my building. People that live upstairs with me, I've come to terms that the, the heel stompers upstairs, they're pieces of shit. They woke me up again this morning, these fucks. They're going to be getting carpet soon. Ha ha. Hope it's expensive. But, um, you know, every time you watch that footage, man, you're just shocked. And, you, you know, you break down that day. And then this documentary, Turning Point, on... Netflix is really, really good because it shows the history of Afghanistan and the Taliban, whatever the fuck those animals' names is, um, and their fight and their war with Russia. They beat Russia. These are animals. They beat Russia because they're resilient animals, hyped the fuck up on radical fundamentalism. Okay? There should be uh, people that are Islamic that fight these people. They're banging again upstairs. You hear these fucking cocksuckers? Motherfuckers upstairs. Motherfuckers. Um, but this, this documentary is really good because they interview, you know, military... CIA staff, survivors, and you just, you know, just to speak on Afghanistan, you know, we went to Afghanistan because that's where that fuck was, Osama bin Laden, you know, and his, his followers who'll do anything, literally, and uh, we couldn't catch him, and then we started fighting the war and fighting the town, everybody knows it, but this goes into great detail. You know, we captured these motherfuckers. We bring them to Guantanamo Bay, right? 
bring him to Guantanamo Bay. And, uh, you know, then there's the whole uproar about treating them correctly. Are we treating them within their rights? Fuck their rights. That's what I say when I was watching this. And yes, uh, in this documentary, and as it's been pointed out many times before, some of the people that they brought to Guantanamo Bay were innocent. Eh, these things happen. So were the 3,000 plus people that were killed on 9-11. They were innocent. Well, America, we're supposed to be better. Eh, shit happens. Things happen in war. Well, they, they tortured them. Good. They should have tortured them more. But then seriously, the question of, you know, when they confessed, are they confessing only because they're being tortured or are they confessing because they're actually telling the truth? Eh. This is not a perfect system. There is no perfect system. You name me a perfect system. The iPhone 11, 12, it's not perfect. Nothing's perfect. Mac, Facebook, Instagram, me, you, Nothing's perfect. Well, it's America. It's, ah, fuck them. And it was imperfect because inevitably some of these people that we couldn't convict, we let out. And this documentary was just finished, just finished, just wrapped. It goes all the way up until like July of 2021. And they said, because they knew we were going to leave Afghanistan, they said, soon as they leave Afghanistan, what's going to happen? The fucking Taliban is going to take over. And what are they doing now? They're back in there killing police officers, beating women, taking men, boys, women, and little girls, making them sex slaves. These are animals, resilient Oh, they're very fucking resilient animals. And we were negotiating earlier this year with the Taliban, people that were in Guantanamo Bay, negotiating with them about the the leaving, the departure of the United States troops, Afghanistan government, and the Taliban, negotiating with these animals. All this is broken down in this five-part documentary series. Okay? Very, very, very uh, uh, informative. Some uh, wise guys would say, well, they didn't put this. They didn't put that. I say to those wise guys, why don't you make your own documentary? This is a good documentary. It ain't perfect. My iPhone ain't perfect. My MacBook Pro ain't perfect. This microphone that I'm recording from, ain't perfect. Nothing's fucking perfect. Make your own documentary. Wise guy, you think it's easy? Make your own documentary. You could put every single thing you think wasn't in the Netflix documentary in your own documentary. Won't do it, can't do it. Won't do it, can't do it. And then the Hulu documentary, which really just focuses on the events, it's called One Day in America, uses that footage of those French filmmakers that happened to be following around the firemen. They were doing a documentary about the firemen that worked down there in uh, lower Manhattan. They're the ones 
who caught the actual first plane going into the tower just because they were following these uh, firemen around on that day doing a documentary about them. Extremely graphic. They interview um, these firemen now. They have footage of them 20 years ago. Whew, man, it's it's upsetting, man. It's it's very upsetting, and you're just like, how did this happen? And you think about the fact that these animals broke into this country, lied, cheated, um, went to these flight schools, lied, cheated, got onto these planes with box cutters and took over the fucking planes. It wasn't like they had guns. They had box cutters and took over the plane. I really hope that pilots... And flight staff, stewardess, flight attendants, stewards, they're protecting themselves. Mace, their own box cutters, stun guns, blackjacks. Because one of the other uh, things that some of these people say is that now that the Taliban is back in charge in Afghanistan, international terrorism will be back. God forbid. God forbid. Horrible. But, uh, you know, everybody has to deal and process that day, that time, the way they need to deal and process it. I don't know what I'm going to do uh, to continue to deal and process and remember and pay respect. Uh, and hopefully that it never happens again. Uh, but if you want to watch those documentaries, uh, those two are really good. I would start with the Netflix one. It's... It has a lot of historical context about the history of Afghanistan, I think since 1979, and kind of where and how we got to the point of Osama bin Fucknose being in charge. Very, very upsetting. Very, very, very disturbing, but very, very informative. And then, you know, as me and my wife are winding down after a beautiful day, we went to Central Park, not for a walk, we brought a little uh, a little towel and we laid down in the dirt and watched the trees, listened to the sounds. I walked my wife through a five-minute meditation. Oh, yeah, I'm doing the meditation. Mikey Meditation is, he's here. I said, are you able to even take my meditation seriously? She goes, yeah, they're pretty good. I said, I know my voice isn't very soothing, she goes, there's something about it that can lure you in. I said, thank you, babe. But we just, we laid there. I want to start doing this more. We just, like in a fucking towel, a blanket. I need a mat, though. It hurt my back. Bring a pillow or something, a sweatshirt. Just laid in the grass. Looked up at the trees. Shut our eyes. Was almost able to fall asleep. Wasn't, wasn't comfortable enough. If I bring enough accoutrement, I'll be able to fall asleep next time. But we just lay there and appreciated there was a light wind in Central Park. It was just a beautiful, beautiful day in Central Park. We did that, came back, had a little cucumber tomato salad. My wife uh, threw together. And then uh, as we were uh, winding down in the, in the afternoon, saw... And heard the news that the actor Michael K. Williams from The Wire, from Boardwalk Empire, from so many 
so many other uh, different shows died of a drug overdose. And I was just like, oh, fuck. And my wife said, what? You know, I saw it on my phone. She said, what, what? You know, because we're dealing with some stuff with her, with, with her family and stuff like that. I said, Michael K. Williams died. She goes, what? I go, he, he died of an overdose. Couldn't fucking believe it, man. Couldn't believe it. And, and at first it didn't, it didn't even, uh, it didn't hit me. And then I just was, you know, it didn't hit me. And then I just was like, God damn, man. Really, 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 really just upset me. You know, and I started thinking about the times I met him, talked to him. And, I, and, and the first time I, I met him and talked to him was um, after the Tribe Cold Quest movie. He had me, reached out to me because he saw the Tribe Cold Quest movie. And he, he shouted me out and we exchanged DMs and then got on the phone. And then I was going to do this movie that I was going to direct. And I reached out to him about being in it. And he read the script. He was very thoughtful. Questions about what I was trying to do. And I, you know, I told him and he just was very responsive and, you know, would see him around. Me and my wife uh, remembered we saw him at a, a Knicks game and she just was like how nice he was and how, you know, sort of present he was. You know, I never got to work with him. I didn't know him, know him, but whenever I, I, I did speak to him and did talk to him, he was present when you spoke to him. And, uh, you know, then I started thinking about, you know, his career, obviously, as Omar on The Wire and how, you know, how much of a breakthrough character that was and how great he was, how real he was, how well-rounded that character was, how unique and iconic it was. And it was because of him. It was because of him. He, he did that. Um... You know, and it was, uh, you know, he, he was got a late start. You know, he, he wasn't young. He's was like 30, 30-something, 30 I guess, when he, when he did that show. And, um, you know, you would think somebody, uh, you know, has a scar across his face. It worked great for Omar, right? Well, what else is he going to play? He's got a scar across his face. Well, I was fucking wrong. This guy went on to do one thing after the next thing, after the next thing, after the next thing, and he was always so good, so present, so alive, so vulnerable, you know, uh, and, you know, with a scar on his face, you would think that it would make and limit him to be typecast. It didn't. He just was excellent, and he had a diverse career. You know, he reached out to me a couple of times about doing you know, he was always doing charity stuff, stuff for the neighborhood, stuff in Brooklyn, you know, marching here, marching there for all sorts of things. And, you know, like I said, you know, that scar would limit a lot of people less talented, a scar across your face. That'll typecast you. That'll limit you. But he was a gifted actor and he was able to use his tools as an actor and his emotions as a person where you wouldn't think about the scar when you were watching the Central Park 5 movie. You wouldn't think about the scar when you were watching him in that HBO show Lovecraft, you know, or the uh, When They See Us or that Happen Leonard show. 
this is a good fucking actor. Have a scar across your face and he can make you forget about the fact that he has a scar across his face. And like I said, you know, always very, very, very nice, very, very, very present. And, you know, had a huge break with The Wire and continued to just kick ass as an actor. And apparently it was a drug overdose. I don't know what it was. You know, people are saying this, people are saying that. How the fuck do you know? And why would you, why would you want to assume that and want to be the person who breaks the news for that? It's ridiculous. Um, but it's it's just very sad. You know, I know he had a kid, and you know, I'm sure was extremely loved by a lot of people around him. And uh, it's just a, a sad day for uh, actors, for fans. And most importantly, uh, you know, the friends, the real friends and family of Michael K. Williams. What a, what a talent. What a talent. And he did a lot, a lot of great work in a short period of time. You know, he, like I said, you know, The Wire was his big break. I wasn't too long ago, and he was just, boom, off to the races. And who knows what other shit he had, you know, lined up. You know, this guy was going to be a career actor, and, you know, he would have had that part where he would have won this award or won that award. He was, he was that level of actor because he just had that emotional life. He had that that tangibility when he was on screen you felt him you felt his presence and he just continued to get better and better so very very sad and it made me sad the whole day you know watching that 9-11 shit and then that the combination of that I needed to get out of it I needed to watch something to get out of it. I had to put my phone down which I need to do more I need to put these fucking phones on these phones are shit man they clog your brain. They stifle my creativity. They stifle your conversations. They stifle what you want to do with the day. Addicted to that fucking phone. It's a shit phone. Got to put that fucking phone down. Got to start leaving the house without a phone. I think that's the way to do it. Leave. Not, oh, I'm going to turn it off. Oh, I'm going to put it on silent. Let's leave the fucking house without the phone. Not the president of the United States. You have to respond to everybody's text, everybody's call, every fucking tweet. You know me. I'm fucking nuts with this shit. Got to make a, a change with that. Got to make an improvement with that. Little by little, I was able to get off that black, that coffee black. I'm off that black. I am off that fucking coffee black. I've been off for now, what, four and a half months, five months? So glad I'm off that shit. Again, if the black works for you, eh, drink the black. My wife drinks the black. I told her the other day, I said, I, I wish I could have some. She goes, oh, shit. I shouldn't drink it. I go, I know, I know, I know. it. I know it's good. I know it's good. But, uh, you know, you have to sell it down for me. I, I know it's good. It doesn't, it doesn't work for me. I made a great decision getting off that black. I'm going to continue to be off that back. But sometimes when you, when you smell it, sometimes when you, you see somebody drinking a nice cup of good coffee, I got this new coffee place near my uh, crib over here. I'm not saying the name. It ain't Starbucks, just a nice little spot. Go out there, get my iced tea. Sit there. Nobody fucking bothers me. I don't bother anybody. 
okay? Sometimes when I see people drinking a nice cup of coffee, a latte, an espresso, whatever the fuck they're drinking, I get jealous. I get jealous. I have FOMO, fear of missing out. FOMO, F-O-M-O-C, fear of missing out of coffee. But it's all right. It's all right. It's, it's for the best of me. And I know I can't start drinking it. See, that's one thing I don't have. I'm addicted to disruption. That is the only thing that I am addicted to, my friend, is that disruption. Yeah, if there's one thing I can't quit, one thing I can't stop, if there were meetings, you know, they got like AA meetings, fat farm meetings, they got all kinds of meetings, right? They don't have disruptive meetings, okay? But if there were disruptive meetings, I wouldn't go. I'm never giving up the disruption. Oh, no. Fuck that. Uh-uh. You hear them? They're up there banging. I'm going to fucking knock on their thing. Cocksuckers. Banging all fucking day. Do it again. I'm going to fucking go up there. I'm going to bang on their shit. I already, I already filed the complaint. You got to get carpet, assholes. Carpet ain't cheap. Then you got to get a vacuum. Ha ha, you fucks. I don't think these people have furniture upstairs. I've come to terms that... They're definitely in a loveless relationship. They don't like each other. That's why they're always moving to and fro in the apartment. They don't want to settle down, cuddle on the couch, watch 90 Day Fiance, watch a 9-11 documentary, watch a fucking ball game. That's why they're always running around up there. And do not get it misunderstood. Do not get it twisted. They're not exercising. They're scurrying around like little, like little rats. Like little big heel striking rats all fucking day. This is what I hear all fucking day. I know when they wake up. Motherfuckers. I am Rappaport Podcast. All right. You know the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast is all about fantasy football. The I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast is all about winning and football. With over $500,000 in contest prize money-ups for grabs, head to mybookie.ag, mybookie.ag to choose from a variety of boosts and free bets and get it in on the fan favorites $100,000 super contest which will only cost $10 to enter. You could win $100,000 if you play for only 10 bucks. Pick five games against the spread each week. This is easy, and I will help you do it going forward. Pick five games against the spread each week. Each win earns you a point, and each point gets you closer to the grand fucking prize. You can make up to five entries, and I am playing two. Here are my picks for the first entry. If you want to play with me, Against the spread. These are my picks. These are from the think tank of the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. These are my picks heading into week one of the NFL. The Titans, the Jaguars, the Niners, the Ravens, and the Bengals. The Titans, the Jaguars, the Niners, the Ravens, and the Bengals. You know how I get down in my bookie. We are playing contests, individual games, parlays, and more on the money line and against the spread. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Fantasy football and real life football starts this week. In order to get you started, make your first deposit at mybookie.ag and use the promo code DINGO. Mm-hmm. 
Dingo to instantly receive double your deposit. That's double your money to double your winnings with your first ever deposit using the promo code Dingo, D-I-N-G-O, D-I-N-G-O. If you have any questions or need more advice for betting and fantasy football, hit me up at Captain Picks on Instagram. That's where the think tank of me and the Dust Brothers will be. So follow us and DM us any questions you want at the Captain Picks on Instagram, the Captain Picks on Instagram. Let's break the fucking bank at mybookie.ag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie.ag. You want to watch a good show? Reservation Dogs. Reservation Dogs, which I believe was on Fox. It's on Hulu. Really good show. Reservation Dogs, it takes place on an Indian reservation. And think about like, I don't know, Superbad, Napoleon Dynamite, the tone of that with the fun, lighthearted, weird characters, not the dark shit, not the killers. Uh, Like, uh, I forgot the character that used to hang around um, Jesse Pinkman, like he had those two drug stoner friends. Think about those kinds of like, that kind of vibe. It's Native Americans on a reservation, the lead character is obsessed with the movie Reservoir Dogs, but the show has nothing to do with Reservoir Dogs. Excellent, funny, totally unique, one-of-a-kind, entertaining, easy-to-watch show with great actors that you've never seen before for the most part. There's a couple of people in there you'll recognize, but the main people you've never seen Um, It's shot on an Indian reservation by Native American filmmakers. It's dope. It ain't no janky shit. It ain't no, you know, diversity for the sake of diversity, you know, heavy-handed shit. It's dope. It's a dope, funny show. And, you know, I'm very picky. You know, I don't share how picky I am and how critical and judgmental I am about television shows on the podcast because I don't want to shit on other people's work. You know, I'll do it with reality shows. I'll do it with music because that's not that's not what I do. But with TV shows, if it really is not my thing, like Billions. People love Billions. Some people are like, what the fuck? I love Billions. My wife loves Billions. She's never missed an episode. That's another thing we watched this weekend. I think the, the new season started. I don't like Billions. It's easy for me to watch. It's a fine show. I personally don't like it. Are you hating? No. Paul Giamatti's great. I just don't like it. I find the show heavy-handed. I find it very sort of procedural, right? But I don't really talk about it because I don't have that many great things to say about it. That's just my little thing. He's Shut up! I'm going to bang on their thing. Now I'm banging on your fucking thing, assholes. What? Cocksuckers all fucking day. All fucking day. All fucking day. All fucking day. Day and night. Motherfuckers. You like that? Fuck. You like that, fucko? All day with these fucking heel strikers up there. You'll be getting carpet soon, assholes. Good. You got your warnings. Heavy-footed fucks. I was in the gym in the building. Working out. The other day, I was in there doing my thing, listening to my music. 
Okay? And uh, I saw two people, corner of my eye, a man and a woman, a couple, two of them. They got on the treadmills together because they're codependent. And they're probably in a fucking loveless marriage, loveless relationship like these fucks. Upstairs, I said, oh, maybe it's them. Maybe these are the two mystery fucks that live upstairs from me. Doing my weights, making a lot of noise, lifting heavy steel. I'm doing chest, buys and tries. I see the guy. He notices me. I'm like, oh, this guy probably recognized me from something. Guy comes over to me, says, uh, uh, sorry to bother you. Are, are you Michael Rapport? I go, yeah, I'm Michael Rapport. He goes, oh, well, my wife, uh, she said, uh, no, he said she. Didn't call her his wife. Didn't say his girlfriend, but I could tell they were something. She said to leave you alone. Born to let you know we're fans. I go, oh, it's no problem. We live in the building. No problem. You could say hello. Ba, 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 ba. I said, oh, what floor do you live on? I was thinking maybe it was them. Big fans of friends or whatever the fuck you saw. Said, oh, we live in 10 whatever the fuck. I'll go. I thought it was them. Because I'm down in the, uh, in the lobby. I'm looking for them. My doorman don't want to tell me who they are. He said the building's going to take care of it. I want to know who they are. I want to see these freaks. I want to make eye contact with these losers. I want to talk to them. Dorman said, don't do it. Let the building, let the building deal with it. Even if I don't speak to them, I just want to see them because I can't stand them. They're so fucking loud. So heavy footed. I'm telling you, I want to see, see why they make so much noise. These, these two that stomp, stomp around. I want to look into their eyes and see what real disappointment and misery is being in a relationship with somebody you must not love because you're always running around your apartment away from them, to and from them. Hug, embrace, you fucking worms, you. Enough with these heel stompers. What else is going on? Texas. You know, I did the uh, rants on uh, Texas the fuck by the way shut up you fucking worms fucking worms i did the uh, rants on texas that went super viral because that's what i do i go super viral okay when i pick up the phone in front of my face super duper viral and i gotta be honest i'm shocked that more people aren't picking up the phone Tweeting, talking shit. There's been there's been a a good amount of actresses that have been doing it. But uh, the other day, I said to the Dust Brother Jordan Winter, I said, "Have any athletes spoken out about this? Have any female athletes spoken out about this? Particularly female athletes, but you know, the NBA guys, the NFL guys, the Major League Baseball guys, the hockey guys. They got so much to say about everything." Mask, not mask, black lives matter, all lives matter, blue lives matter. Every fucking thing. Everything. And that's great. He said, as far as I could see, not many. Thus far, 
And we did break rule number one of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Not one NBA player, not one NFL player has said shit about the abortion situation in Texas. Not one WNBA player. What the fuck kind of bottom line bullshit is this? A mandate must have went out. Where are you fucking guys? Where are all the athletes that have so... Where's Maverick Carter? Where are all the actors with the environment this and the penguins that? You got nothing to say about the abortion situation in Texas? Whereas if you get an abortion, you could be sued by some... Random Charles Bronson wannabe. This is going to be a lifestyle. People are going to be going around suing people to avoid having to work. Suing people that assisted people with abortions to make money. No athletes. So few comedians. So few actors. All these big mouth sports commentators. Crying about this, crying about that, nothing. And I'm not saying this because I'm saying, oh, I'm so great, although I am great. I just was shocked when we broke rule number one of the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast and found that no, LeBron, Kevin Durant, all these fucking guys, all these athletes, all these these big-time social justices, the WNBA, Megan Rapino, is that her name? Sue Bird and them. Where the fuck are these people, man? Maybe it's changed as of the recording of this I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, but when we did a full-fledged fact check, it hadn't changed. Even the women got nothing to say about this shit? Yo, it's because a lot of fucking people are scared A lot of people are scared, shook. They don't want to alienate their audience. They don't want to offend these Bible-thumping freaks. Even the Jews, some of the Jews, same. Got something to say about every single thing. Nothing to say about this. All these uh, Bella Hadid, Gigi Hadid, Palestine is great. Israel sucks. Nothing about this. Yo. Christy Teigen and them. Fuck is going on out here? Where's the Kardashians? Listen. I would bet money. I would bet money that the Kardashians have had to run up in the clinic a couple of two, three times. I'm not saying I know that for sure, but if I had to bet money, I would bet money that the Kardashians had to run up in the clinic a couple, two, three times. You got nothing to say about this? Where are you people at? Where are all the athletes at? There are hundreds of these motherfuckers that have something to say about something to say about everything. All these sports commentators with tears in their eyes. Chris Cuomo, Disco Don Lemon, guys ain't shit, man. 
Tucker Carlson and them. These guys ain't shit. I am telling you, these guys ain't shit. Faking jacks on the yard. Jack faking on the yard. I was surprised. I was very, very, very surprised about that. Like I said, it might have changed uh, since this I Am Rapport Stereo podcast. But uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. We'll fact check again. We'll make amendments. No problem changing, amending when things improve. I have no problem if I step on uh, toes, any of that stuff. I have no problem changing that. But as of the recording of this, I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Anada. I'm going to talk about Kanye West album. People are still trying to... This, this song that's not on the album, Andre 3000 did a very emotional verse of a song that's not even on the Kanye West album. Everybody's flipping out about it. I'm like, the fuck? You know what it is about Kanye West? This is the thing about Kanye West. You know, actors back in the days, Marlon Brando, Paul Newman, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, uh, you know, all of them. There was a mystique around them. Different with my generation, different with me, I'm different. Some of them still have a mystique. Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt. I'm going to get into Angelina Jolie on the next episode. I got theories about her. But for the most part, we have to be out there. You know, you have to promote yourself. You have to, you know, go out there and do your thing. You know, but it was it was sort of discussed that actors, you don't want to reveal too much of your real personality because it gives away your tricks. And if you give away your tricks, it can affect people's idea when they watch you portray and perform as a character. Well, Kanye West, we know way too much, or at least I know way too much about his personality, and his music ain't good enough to forget how fucked up and wacky his personality and his uh, a personal life is. It distracts me, so I don't care. Like, Toby, my man Toby from H2O, Toby Morris, my guy, he was like, yo, the Andre 3000 song. I was like, yeah, I listened to it. I don't care. And I love Andre 3000. It wasn't that. His verse was dope. It's like, I don't care about Kanye West. His music, it's not good enough to make me forget about how fucking nuts and how much I don't like his personality and how much I don't, I don't care. I don't have enough bandwidth to care that much about the next man's personal struggles. I can to a limit. I really can to a limit, but at a certain point, I'm like, yo, is the shit, like I said, is it good or not? If it ain't good, I don't care. Song's not on the album. Song is on the album. This for who cares? This isn't songs in the key of life. You're not Stevie Wonder. Fuck it, who cares? I don't give a fuck. You put out a song, it's leaked. Who cares? Oh, the drama. Oh, Drake. I, I don't care. Again, I put on some Sean Price. Put on Sean Price, shut the fuck up, part two. Listen, all I do is rap and rhyme. I don't know today's math. Don't keep track of time. Universal beat down, beat down the universe. Sean P, AKA, you the worst. The best rapper, the worst rapper, the sketch clapper, the purse snatcher, the neck snapper, the earth slapper. This your man, Sean, the opposite of a fucking Duran Duran song. That's good. That'll get me through my walk slash run through Central Park when I need a little something. This fucking guy, this, this Kanye West guy, this new shit's garbage. 
and I'm done. I'm done. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. I'm done. Came sore, disrupted, always breaking rules with solid stools. That's my motto. Rest of 2021, breaking rules with solid stools. Miles Jordan, a.k.a. the Bleach Brothers, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers, take me out of here with something real nice, something real proper. Okay, but most importantly, take me out of here with something really, really loud and really, really funky. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. I'm out. <laughs>